Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Adeomo. And that's my prayer for you in this season, that all the days of your life, this will be the song in your lips, the song of God's goodness. And that will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I'm sure you have your Bible by your side. You have your writing materials. Let's go straight into the word of God this evening. And I'm sure you're going to have a blast in the presence of God. For some time now, we have been talking about the gift of faith. The gift of faith falls under the category of the power gifts. The power gifts. We had said that there are three categories of these gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are nine of them. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of walking of miracles. The first ones we said they are revelatory gifts. That is the inspiration of the Holy Ghost has to be in operation to reveal things that are hidden in the physical. So that the revelational gifts we have, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discernment of spirit. All these are revelatory gifts. We have done a thorough study, deep study, in-depth study on this. I want to encourage you to go on our Spotify. On Spotify, you can locate these teachings on the gifts of the spirit. There are about nine sessions, of course, on the revelatory gifts. Now, we have we moved for the past three sessions now, we have moved to what we call the power gifts. The power gifts consists of gift of faith, gift of healing, and gift of working of miracles. According to First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven to 11, you will see all those gifts of the Spirit being mentioned there. Now, so we are taking the first one of the power gifts, which is the gift of faith. Today happens to be the concluding part of this particular gift of the Spirit. We have done about three sessions. This is the last session for it. Uh, and I just want you to listen. Let me just give you an appetizer on the gift of faith. We have learned a lot about it. I'm not going to uh, uh, go over the things we have learned. Anyone who wants to do that can go on Spotify so we can finish on time today. I promise the church we're going to be rounding off very early. Amen. I hope I'm not putting myself on the spot. <laughs> okay. A great man of God, greatly used of God in the 19th century, I would say, a man called Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, he operated heavily in the area of the gift of faith. I recommend all of us uh, to go on a study. I mean, you can read about his books. He's somebody that I would recommend any day, any time, uh, talking about the operation or the manifestation of the gift of faith. He moved heavily powerfully in this realm. And Wigglesworth uh, uh, gave a te particular testimony of the operation of these gifts in his life at a particular time when he went away on a mission and was returning home. 
Wigglesworth said, if you would take a step of ordinary faith, when you come to the end of that, when you come to the end of ordinary faith, remember we said ordinary faith comes, that faith comes by, by what means? According to Romans 10, 17, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, that's ordinary faith. That is the basic faith. That is the faith we should all have. That is the faith we should all stir up. That's the faith we should all work on. But there is this special gift of faith. And that is the one we are studying. The gift of faith is not the same as ordinary faith. It's the gift of faith. This one comes by supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost. It's not what you walk on. It's as the Spirit wills. It's the Spirit of God manifesting this other one. So, Spirit Ghost was teaching and he was saying this. He made a statement. He said, concerning the gift of faith, he said, when you take the step of ordinary faith, when you come to the end of ordinary faith, he said, very often, this supernatural gift of faith, or what I call special faith, will take over. That is, when you have exhausted normal faith, when you have exhausted natural faith, or when you have exhausted this faith that I call ordinary faith, that the supernatural faith takes over. The reason we are not seeing the manifestation as often as we ought of the supernatural faith is because we don't first use what faith we already have. We are not exhaustive in the use of our basic or what I call ordinary faith. We are not exercising ourselves to the degree we ought to exercise ourselves in it. Faith comes by hearing, yes, hearing by the word of God. But how much of the word of God are you really hearing? Now, you haven't done the basics. How can you now move to the supernatural? That is why we are finding it that this kind of faith, this supernatural faith, is becoming more scarce in the body. It shouldn't be so. We have not pressed in the way we ought to have pressed in with our basic faith. Because when we have exhausted that basic faith, that is when the supernatural faith takes over. I see this faith become a common phenomenon in your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Smith Wigglesworth's ministry, at least recorded and documented, there were about 14 people that he raised from the dead. He raised more than that from the dead, but documented that we can trace their addresses, we can go to their home. Is it true somebody died here, was proclaimed dead, was pronounced dead, was certified dead, and this man truly he came and he raised him from the dead. At least 14 of them. There were many more. But you see, the others were not documented. So we cannot talk much about that. But we believe there were many more that were raised from the dead by this great man of faith. An example of this great man, an example of one of the people he raised from dead, was a man called Mr. Michel. Mr. Michel was somebody who lived in the neighborhood of Smith Wigglesworth. He had just gone on his usual evangelical trips, I mean crusade as you would call it, and he was coming back home. And as he was coming back, he learned that his wife had gone to the Michelles. He had gone and he was told then that Mr. Michelle was sick unto death. 
as he was approaching Mr. Michel's house, he heard a loud voice saying, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. There was a big scream coming. Obviously, it was Mrs. Michelle's voice that was raging and, you know, roaring and screaming and shouting and saying, crying, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. And Ms. Smith Mugoswan just ran from the street, ran into the house, saw Mrs. Michelle and still ran by Mrs. Michelle and went straight to Mr. Michelle. Of course, when he was doing that, he met the wife and the wife is always afraid of Smith Mugoswan that he's going to overdo it. In fact, the wife, according to his testimony, said, the wife said, Dad... Dad, that is, he was calling Smith Wigglesworth. In the British culture then, the dad in the house, or the husband, is called dad. He's referred to as dad. He said, dad, dad, leave him alone. He's gone now. He's gone now. He's gone. But Smith Wigglesworth just went to where Mr. Michel laid dead there. And in his testimony, he said, I continue praying. I continued praying and got as far as I could in my normal, natural, basic, ordinary faith. I went as far as I could with my own faith. And then God laid hold of me. Everybody says supernatural. He said in the midst of that, that is, as he was pressing, 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 and won't let go, God laid hold of him. It was laying hold. It was that laying hold that he could believe God for anything. It was in the midst of that he knew that, ah, he could believe God for anything. And he believed God that this man was going to come back to life. The faith of Jesus took hold of him and a solid peace came over him. It came over his heart. He shouted, in his own way, he shouted. He said, he lives, he lives, he lives. You remember the wife was shouting, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. He said after this experience, he was just shouting, he lives, he lives, he lives. The rest was history. The man sprang up back from the dead. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can somebody rejoice in the spirit over there? Glory be to God. It's one level to pull someone from a deathbed and say, begin to walk in the name of Jesus. Stand up and begin to walk. But that doesn't mean he would begin to walk. Why? Because it takes supernatural manifestation. Supernatural manifestation of God's power to receive a miracle such as this. Bringing somebody from the dead is not a child's play. When the spirit of a person has left a person, has left the body and is walking away, to bring that person back to life, it's not ordinary faith that will have that. It is the gift of it. It is the gift of it. It is the gift of it. Now, let me quickly say this together today. Power gifts often work together because this is the concluding series so that you are not confused when we begin to talk about the gift of healing. You see, all the power gifts, they work together. Let me list the power gifts again. 
Number one is gift of faith. The, not, the second one is gift of healing. The third one is the gift of walking of miracles. Now, they very often work together. In the case of raising people from the dead, these three gifts operate together. This is one of the reasons we don't see too many people raised from the dead. For some time, I have been very, very uh, open to the study of raising people from the dead. I have done exhaustive, I humble myself before God and before you today, I've done exhaustive study about raising people from the dead. I've gone physically, traveled long distances to meet people who have actually, who have the testimony or the ministry of raising people from the dead. I took time to study what and what is required, what and what is needed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And these are some of my findings I'm sharing with you today. Praise God. Some of us may have one or more of these gifts operating in our lives, but not too many of us have all of them operating in our lives. And that is why we must press in in the body of Christ. If we want to see more miracles, we want to see more signs, we want to see more wonders, more of us must begin to press in to the Holy Spirit for the operation of these gifts in our lives. I know he's at his wills, but when we are willing, he will be willing too. Praise God. He said, it's God at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is his good pleasure. That's why he gave the spirit to all of us to profit without. Praise God. So there must be a pressing. These three gifts must be operational. These are my findings. That the gifts are not operational. You see, some, someone will have one or two of them. But the three must be in operation. And let me show you why the three must be in operation. In raising, firstly, in raising the dead, it takes supernatural faith. The gift of special play, faith to call a person's spirit back to his body after he has left the body. It takes supernatural faith. Then it takes the working of miracles because the body would have started to deteriorate like um, Lazarus's body. You know, when somebody dies, immediately deterioration begins. And for a spirit to return to that body, to a deteriorated body, ah, it's not going to work. So there must be working of miracle. There must be a miracle that would have done a reversal of the effect of death on the body. I hope you are following me. Praise God. Praise God. Because... Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Because the body would have started to deteriorate or decay. As in the case of Lazarus. Praise God. And that means there must have been a working of miracle on that body. Are you getting what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? If you are getting me, I want you to put an amen on the chart. I want to, I want to feel you. Amen. 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 Now, raising the dead also would take the gift of healings. Why must the gift of healing be in operation? Because something killed the person. Now, if the thing that killed the person is not healed, what happens to the person when he enters the body again? 
When he enters the body again, he will die again. So there must be gift of healing. If it was cancer that took, he, took the person out or colon cancer, that colon cancer has to be healed. If it, was, if it was his lungs, if it was his heart, if it was something, it was even malfunctioning, if there was something that happened that made him to die, that thing has to be healed. Praise God. So you see the three gifts in operation. Therefore, all the power gifts are in manifestation when somebody is raised from the dead. So you see now, to raise people from the dead, the giftings of God must be complete in the area of the power games. Sometimes, not, not the fake ones you see on TV now. <laughs> also, also, so there was one they showed on the internet for a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, he rose from the cup. Oh, anyway, let's leave those ones alone. We already know who they are. Let's leave them alone and face the word of God today. And the guy came out to, oh, and he was, he was eating food. Uh, uh, let's leave that alone. God have mercy. Sometimes people have thought that it is the gift of faith in operation in the healing of the sick. They think it's the gift of faith in operation. But in the case of healing, it is the gifts of healing in operation. To cleanse a leper or to heal any incurable sickness as well as cripples, the gifts of healing is what is in operation. Anyway, we are going to deal with that more later. We are facing the gift of faith. Now, the gift of faith can, is used in raising people from the dead. It's part of the gifts needed. Number two, casting out of devils, casting out demons, you need the gift of faith. Another area in which the gift of faith operates together with other gifts of the spirit is in the area of casting out of devils. Casting out of devils. You need the gift of faith in operation. Because the other gifts of faith can identify. For example, maybe you are not familiar or maybe you are not seeing any manifestation. But deep in the spirit, there are demonic operations on the line. Now, if word of wisdom or word of knowledge brings it out that there are demonic operations in place. Now, the word of wisdom or the word of knowledge only brought it out that there are demonic manifestations. You still need to cast it out, don't you? If there's a revelation that there's demonic operation on an issue, yes, that is a revelation. But you need to deal with it. So in casting it out, you need what? The gift of faith. Come on, say good amen if you are getting what I'm saying. So in casting out demons, the gift of discerning of spirits or the gift of the word of knowledge as well as the gift of faith are in operation. If you don't discern or see the spirit, often, I mean, or the presence of the evil spirit or the presence of the devil, praise God, we can see through the word of knowledge. But the gift of faith still has to be exercised in casting out those spiritual forces. The gift of faith can operate, as I said, to cast out demons, number one, to receive the dead raised back to life, number two, to supernaturally sustain a person beyond the ability of ordinary faith. What is the purpose of the gift of faith? The working of miracles is more of an act 
But the gift of faith is more of a process. In other words, the working of miracles, ladies and gentlemen, would perform a miracle. That's what the gift of working of miracles would do. It will perform a miracle. Everybody say perform a miracle. Yes, that's what it would do. It would perform a miracle. But the gift of faith would receive a miracle. The gift of faith will receive a miracle. The gift of working of miracles will perform a miracle. The gift of faith will do what? We receive a miracle. This is the kind of gifts of the spirit that you need when crusades are going on or a healing meeting is going on. That this there will be the operation of supernatural faith. That is why you will see in a good healing rally, they will have something called, uh, what is the school we will have before, uh, before a healing rally? Uh, type it there. Type it there. It's a Bible study. Type it there. Type it there. The first person that types it will get something. Praise God. IT, please help me note the first person who typed healing school. Healing school. Now, what's the healing school all about? It's to gear you up for the operation of the gift of faith so that you can nab your miracle when the anointing is present. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I hope you are getting something. If you are getting something, type it there also, that you are, you are grabbing something, you are understanding something. Amen. So firstly, we have seen the gift of faith in operation in receiving the blessings or the fulfillment of human utterances as the cases of the fathers of old. That is the first lesson we dealt with. We saw gift of faith in operation. That is when our fathers of old, when they want to pass the baton, to the next generation. By faith, they would declare the destiny of their children. We can see that gift of faith, that they can, they, can, they can chart the course of their destiny by faith. And that's the gift of faith in operation. We see this in the life of the patriarch Jacob, where he was blessing his 12 children. When they wanted to pass the relay, the baton, this is what they did. They did this by supernatural manifestation of faith. Secondly, the gift of faith. We have seen how this gift of faith is manifested for personal protection in perilous circumstances. When the going is tough, such as in the case of Daniel, when he was in the lion's den, we saw, we saw the case of Daniel when he was thrown and being fed to lions. Praise God. But there was supernatural faith in operation that the lions could not do anything to Daniel. Thirdly, this gift of faith, we have seen it manifest in supernatural circumstance in the time of famine. In the time of famine. We saw in the life of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 3 to 6. You can put that on the screen for the people of God. 1 Kings 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 3 to 6. We saw there that in the life of Elijah, supernaturally, ravens were commanded to feed him. I want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, that that is an aforsurer. It can happen. Ravens can't feed. Ravens are so, they are, they are birds that don't feed their own children. 
They don't feed their own children. Now you are expecting them to go and bring food night and day. Day and night. Morning and evening to somebody else. They will not feed their own children. How could they feed? But you see, that's supernatural faith. Everybody says supernatural faith. Praise God. So Elijah's faith had been given to him supernaturally because it was beyond ordinary faith to believe that ravens will feed him. But they brought food to him morning and evening. Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook, Cherry, for that is, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Praise God. Verse 5. Verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. He obeyed God. Because God had commanded the ravens. But you see, at that time, somebody like him will be wondering, raven, is God sure? Raven. Birds that don't feed their own children will feed me. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. Praise God. Supernatural. Everybody says supernatural. So we see the gift of faith in operation there. Ordinary faith will not make him. He said, from the natural, we know these birds don't feed their own children. Why would they feed me? But you have to trust God in a supernatural way. Praise God. Remember, ordinary faith comes by hearing, by the word. Praise God. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. But the gift of faith is manifested by the Holy Spirit to enable a person to receive a miracle beyond the capacity of ordinary faith. Praise God. Number four, fourthly, this gift of faith is manifested to raise the dead, as I have already pointed out. To, to, to raise the dead. Glory be to God. You can't, ha- you can't raise the dead if you don't have the gift of faith. You can't. Praise God. Because it takes faith beyond the ordinary to bring one spirit that have left a body back to life. Number five, fifthly, the gift of faith is employed in casting out devils. When you cast out devils, you are trusting God to honor his word as his own. Praise God. Number six, in some instances, this gift comes onto operation, comes into operation in the laying on of hands. When we lay hands, that's the gift of faith also for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the gift of faith also in operation. Praise God. Glory be to God. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 5, put that on the screen for the people of God. Put that on the screen for the people of God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 5. This is very important for us to note. Galatians 3 5. He therefore that ministered to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth it by the works of the law 
or by the hearing of faith? No. All these things. He that worketh miracles amongst you. Is it by hearing of faith or by the works of the Lord? No. It's by the gift of faith. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In summary, quickly, we can say that by the gift of faith, the violence of fire has been controlled as the case of Elijah. By the gift of faith. In 1 Kings 18, 38, you can read that when you get to. By faith, number two, by faith, or by the gift of faith, rather, the miraculous has been supernaturally manifested, and a man has been supernaturally fed, or was supernaturally fed, and sustained by the gift of faith. We are establishing that the gift of faith can bring supernatural manifestations to the sustainability of a person during farming. Gift of faith can make things happen. Praise God. That's in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 4 and 6. 1 Kings 19, 4 and 6. Another lived and labored for 40 days without food or water, and was sustained. That's Moses in Exodus 34, verse 28. Number four, angels have stood guard over servants of God, protecting them because this gift is a manifestation. We saw that in the life when men were delivered from the ferocity of beasts, such as Daniel in Lion's Den, in Daniel 6.22, we saw the gift of faith that it brings uh, inward calmness. Inward calmness. Because you can't be in the den of lions and still be playing with them. For what? That is supernatural faith, sir. That is supernatural manifestation of the gift of it. How can you be, and you are calm with lions as if you are playing with dogs. These are lions, not one. One is enough. But to have lions around you, and you are still calm, not afraid. Or somebody who is being executed the following day, I'm talking of Peter now. Look at the gift of faith in operation. They said they are going to kill you the next day. He was sleeping. And he was in a deep sleep. Because even after the angel came, the angel had to wake him up. Wow! Before he could get up. How, what kind of a deep sleep is that? But you see, when the supernatural gift of faith is in operation, <laughs> you just be calm. When you still have ordinary faith, you will still be frigidity. He would have been praying. You know the tongues of fear. When people are fearful and they are speaking in tongues, you can feel the fear that this, this is not the it's something else. So you see that. But a man condemned to die slept in the very eve of his execution and he was delivered from death. Acts chapter 12 from verses 6 to 11. 
he was delivered. Where did he get the calmness from? That's the gift of faith in operation. The gift of faith. We saw that also demonstrated by Jesus. Ah, somebody said, well, Jesus is the son of God. No. Yes, he's the son of God, but he operated as a mere man. That's why he's also bearing the title son of man. Son of God and son of man. Why? He emptied himself of his sovereignty and put, humbled himself, put on the form of a man and depended solely on the Holy Spirit. Depended solely on the Holy Spirit. And that was why when he was here, every miracle he performed was a product of the Holy Spirit. Including this one in Mark 4.39, when the sea and the storms had to obey him. It's the gift of faith in operation. Hallelujah. Number five, the gift of faith can expel unclean spirits from bodies of men which have been defiled by their presence. The gift of faith can, excel, can expel demonic spirits. The gift of faith can. Praise God. Can make evil spirits uncomfortable. That's the gift of faith. By the grace of God, I've seen in places where people will just be walking, people of God, but because the gift of faith is in operation, sir, Demons will be screaming from the other end. Why? The gift of faith in operation. Number six, this gift can be in operation in ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've seen that. Number seven, by the gift of faith, blessings can be pronounced, can be pronounced miraculously upon a generation. And their entire course, the entire course of their life can be charted just by the release of the gift of faith. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, as we appropriate the word of God, there will be greater manifestations. My, my, my duty tonight is just to challenge you to let's move, let's grow deeper into the things of the spirit. Let's do what the Holy Spirit, I mean, Holy Spirit instructed us to do via Apostle Paul. He said, convert spiritual gifts. This is what he said. He said, convert it. Isn't it good that the Holy Spirit be using you in these capacities? But he's expecting us to present ourselves as vessels. We are starting by, from the knowledge base to first know that these things exist. To first know that it can operate for us. To first know it's given to every man. It's not just special men of God. It's everyone is given to. Now your own duty, my own duty is to press him. To press him. That here am I, Lord. Use me. In these last days, use me. I've just challenged us in the, in, the, in the ministry of raising the dead now. Three, the power gifts must be operating in your life. You must press him for it. There are so many things to pay the price for that power. To be operating in your life that you need to do. There are a lot of things that you must lay down. Glory be to God. There are sacrifices you must do. 
Because the Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. He will not operate in some lives because certain things you have that will not make him operate. Amen. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. Ladies and gentlemen, these gifts are necessary to bring out what God desires on the earth in these last days. These gifts were not just given. They were given for us to bring out the purposes, the plan, the desires of God in these last days. I want to challenge you with every bone and every fiber within me. It is time to press in like never before. As we see the end of the age moving in, as we see that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed, it is now time like never before to put these spiritual gifts in operation in our life and position ourselves to be used of God because it is as his spirit wills. And the Lord is going to help us. This is a wonderful study. We have come to the end of the study of the gift of faith. And we are going to move to gift of healings and gift of working of miracles. And I'm trusting God in these last days, God will use you mightily for his own glory in the name of Jesus. Have you been blessed tonight? If you have been blessed, say a good amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services every Sunday live at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and our Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.